Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. Uh, Thanks for checking it out. This is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. Uh, Today I'm going to be discussing the Ben Affleck directed Air, uh, which came out a few months ago in theaters, but is now playing on Amazon Prime. Uh, Before I get into that, though, just a little bit about the show. Again, this is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. You can see this podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. The handle for Twitter is at Bend Your Ear Pod. The uh, handle uh, also on YouTube is at Bend Your Ear Pod, or you can search for Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. And the Facebook page is Let Me Bend Your Ear. So if you can like that page, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll get notifications whenever I go live to record a new episode. If you go look at the show on Twitter, just go over to the handle at Bend Your Ear Pod. If you click over to the show's profile and click on the likes column, uh, you'll see all the posted video episodes there. You can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast now. So the show is available on pretty much every major broadcasting app. Uh, It's on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio. Uh, like I said, if you type in, uh, Google, go to Google and type in Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast, it should be very easy to find, uh, and you'll be able to find it wherever you get your podcast. So thank you for joining me. Again, like I said, I'm going to be in, reviewing the Ben Affleck-directed film Air. So I am, if you know me or listen to this show or look at my post online, you know I am a 80s kid. Uh, my teenage years were through the 80s. So, of course, one of the big cultural shifts in the 80s was the rise of the NBA. Of course, the NBA as a league had been around for the previous 30 to 40 years before that. But if you're aware of NBA history, in the late 70s into the early 80s, uh, the NBA was on a downturn, not very popular. Uh, and actually, the movie Air talks about it. The NBA Finals in the late 70s weren't even live. They were on tape delay. So again, if you are a historian of basketball and specifically of the NBA, you know that something magical happened in the early 80s. The arrival of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson into the league at the same time. And that signified a shift going into the 80s along with the ascension of Commissioner David Stern to turn the NBA around. Now, uh, as Bird and Magic Johnson were lighting up courts in Los Angeles and Boston uh, and turning the NBA around, what solidified the arrival of the NBA, of course, was a rookie from North Carolina uh, named Michael Jordan. So the story of Air is a story that's actually, I'm surprised it hasn't been told sooner in a movie form. So, of course, you know, we all know what happened with Michael Jordan, his, his fantastic career, you know, the ups and downs of his career, even though he won six NBA titles. Obviously, we know he won three, then was gone for two seasons, came back, and then won three more. Uh, then, obviously, the ups and downs of his career, you know, his, his foray into baseball, the murder of his father, uh, kind of the highs and lows of his career. Of course, him being a member of the dream team of the 92 Olympics in Barcelona. But one of the things that solidified Jordan as not just a basketball superstar, but as a cultural and marketing icon was, of course, Air Jordans, which, of course, to this day are some of the most valuable sneakers 
uh, even more so now than then. Of course, now it's basically, you know, Jordans are the athletic shoe to get, you know, People are called sneakerheads. I've never was never one for being a sneakerhead, but you know that's that's a whole industry now, and and uh, the Jordan brand for Nike has been incredible. So this movie tells the story of Nike's wooing of Michael Jordan to ultimately join them. So what's great about this movie, and 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 spoiler alert, I'm going to give this movie a very positive review. Uh, I think it's a, an excellent film, and I'm highly going to recommend it. I'll get to my review in a moment, but. Uh, the story that this movie tells, so as I stated, as this film opens, you you kind of get a sense where Nike is. So, of course, Nike was created by Phil Knight. They are headquartered, I think, in Beaverton, Oregon. So, of course, Nike at the time was a the preeminent running shoe for runners, track stars. Uh, that's where Nike, you know, cornered the market, you know, where they were the biggest selling track shoe by far. It wasn't even close. At this time here in 1982, um, they were trying to get into the basketball market and not being very successful. So heading into the to the uh, to the draft for that year, not 1982, excuse me, 1984, excuse me. So heading into that draft, obviously they're looking at the draft board, and you know if you know that draft, Sam Bowie was in that draft, Michael Jordan was in that draft, several you know you know some name players, but. Um, Nike basically had a budget of $250,000 to sign multiple players. So let me table that for a second and we'll come back to it. So the main character in Air is Sonny Vaccaro, played by Matt Damon. So Sonny is responsible. He's basically the vice president of talent acquisition at Nike. So basically, as the movie opens, you see Sonny basically flying to different high schools, scouting players, trying to find potential players that can maybe ultimately sign with Nike uh, as uh, as an endorser. So in the beginning of the film, you see he goes to these different places, and then every time he goes back, before he gets back to Oregon, he makes a stop in Las Vegas to gamble. So they set up Sonny uh, Vaccaro's character as a gambler. So he's a risk taker, a gambler, and they set that up early, and that becomes a theme throughout the film. So... He gets back to Oregon and he starts to scout players for the draft and he sets his sights on Michael Jordan. So, of course, at this point, Michael Jordan is and who Michael Jordan, of course, we all ultimately know becomes. We, we know is Michael Jordan played at the University of North Carolina. We knew he was cut from his high school basketball team. And we know that he hit the game winning shot to win the national title over Georgetown and Patrick Ewing, who ended up obviously joining the NBA as well. And becoming the first pick of the New York Knicks, actually in the first draft lottery, on um, and Patrick Ewing was picked. So Michael Jordan hits the game-winning shot for North Carolina. He comes out. He's a six-six guard, and um, Sonny Vaccaro sees his tape, looks at Michael Jordan, and becomes convinced that this is the player that Nike should sign. So, of course, as I stated a couple of minutes ago, Nike in basketball was not very successful. They they were basically uh, allotting $250,000 budget. And this was to sign three or four players with the hope that one of them would hit it big and then they can make some money off of that. So basically, the basketball division of Nike at this point was on life support. So you have the, the, um, the CEO creator of Nike, of course, Phil Knight, who's, you know, everyone knows who he is, if you know about shoes and about Nike. So at this point, 
and the movie points this out, Nike had already gone public. So obviously there was a public stock offering, people owned stock. So unlike when it was private and it was owned by Phil Knight and Sonny Vaccaro was still there at the time, you know, you have to answer to the board of directors even if you're the person that started the company. You're the CEO, but you still answer to the board. So Phil Knight played by director Ben Affleck in this film who does a great job kind of um, showing his... You know, it seems like Phil Knight, I don't know much about Phil Knight personally, but I guess he was a Buddhist uh, kind of into that kind of stuff. And there's a running joke with with Sonny and Phil uh, regarding, you know, what Buddha is saying he's going to say to kind of encapsulate whatever conversation that they're having. So that's kind of amusing as well. And the, the movie lets you know that Sonny was with Phil before the 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 before Nike went public. So. Uh, there's a lot of scenes in there, especially when he starts to talk about Michael Jordan and basically tries to convince Phil Knight to say, hey, look, I think we should take our entire $250,000 budget and go after Michael Jordan. I think he is the next big thing. I think he can put Nike on the map for basketball shoes. So, of course, Phil Knight thinks he's crazy and he's a he's a gambling risk taker. And, of course, Sonny sits back to Phil and says, look, this is how this company started. You started this company selling shoes out of the back of your car. You took chances and made what Nike had become. We need to do that now if we want to jump into this business. Because you got to remember at the time, the the preeminent basketball sneakers were one number one Converse. So you had Bird and Magic with Converse. And then the other up-and-comer was Adidas. And uh, that is also documented in air as well. Because what I did not know, not that I knew a lot about the the, the history of, of Michael Jordan signing with Nike. You always assume that the, you know he, Nike got him and it was... It was cut and dry but actually and of course I, don't, I can't believe i don't remember this being a kid of the 80s michael jordan was all about adidas and if you remember culture and hip-hop culture at that time early in the rap culture you got early 80s and especially the the breakout run dmc they made a song called my adidas they wore adidas tracks uh track suits and track shoes that was a big part of the hip-hop culture at that time and i remember that specifically break dancing rappers all of that so michael jordan of course being you know 21 years old in the middle of that culture wanted wanted adidas adidas was his first choice he was basically going to meet with adidas probably to sign with them and then converse as just basically an afterthought so Sonny is trying to get even a meeting with michael jordan michael jordan didn't even like nikes he had disdain as a lot of people did because of well, a couple of things one what does nike even mean what is the swoosh now the iconic swoosh that we all know back then people were like what is that even what is that so anyone outside of the running culture that purchased those shoes they they thought nike was a joke so there was really an uphill battle for sonny to one convince phil to blow the whole budget on getting michael jordan and, and making that work and, and convincing Michael Jordan to even meet with them. So that's the main thrust of Air. And like I said, this movie's got a really good cast. So like I said, you've got Matt Damon as Sonny Vaccaro. Um, you've got Ben Affleck playing Phil Knight. You've got uh, Jason Bateman, who's always fantastic. Uh, he's uh, Rick Strasser, the vice president of marketing. So, of course, this has got to go through him. And he's, of course, stressed out because basically they, they basically understand that with the lack of success of the basketball division of Nike, that if this doesn't work, regardless of whether they go after multiple players or if they go after Michael Jordan, if this doesn't work, that's probably going to be the end of the basketball division for Nike. And of course, that means all their jobs would be gone. Uh, so he's under a lot of stress. He's but he's an ally of Sonny, but he's trying to you know to to rein him in. His impulse to just 
basically take a gamble on one guy that's never played in the NBA who is a very good college player, but Sonny is banking that he's going to be the next big thing. And that's the main thrust of, of air. Now, as far as uh, the rest of the cast, cast is fantastic. You've got Chris Tucker. You've got Viola Davis playing Michael Jordan's mother. Um, it's a fantastic cast. And what I love about air is it's there's really nothing at stake. You know, it's not superhero end of the world anything like that now obviously for their business it's very important but the thing that's great about this movie it tells a story in such a kind of what's the word i'm looking for like a laid back really funny really entertaining way and what i loved about air and i think i i liked it more than i thought i was going to like it i didn't have any preconceived notions going in but i really enjoyed this movie and i'm, I'm going to highly recommend it because it's just it's got a light tone to it. Very, The movie's very funny. The actors are very funny in it. There's funny situations as he's trying to come up with a way to convince Jordan to meet with them. Of course, you know, he'll eventually, mild spoiler, he eventually gets that meeting and how to, how to pitch him to end up coming to Nike. And all of that is done with a lot of humor. It's just well done. I think it's the movie moves very quickly. Uh, the movie's an hour and 51 minutes. It doesn't feel long at all. It's just fun. And I haven't really seen a movie like this in a long time. You know, one, that's a true story. And two, that tells it in just an entertaining way. You know, so obviously I'm sure uh, one thing I will say, um, Michael Jordan's agent is David Falk. So the one thing that, I, that made me laugh is... And I have to maybe redo some research after I do this review. But who is it? Chris Messina, I think, plays uh, David Falk. So he's a super. So he was a super agent. So he was Michael Jordan's agent. He was Patrick Ewing's agent. I think he was Charles Barkley's agent as well. If you know the original Space Jam, not the one with with LeBron, but the original with Jordan, had all the players in. It, so it had Jordan, Patrick Ewing. I think Larry Johnson was in it. Muggsy Bogues, Charles Barkley. All those players, I believe, were clients of David Falk. Because I think David Falk was actually one of the producers of the film as well. So he's a super agent, had big clients, obviously, big-time clients. So he's portrayed in the film yeah, by Chris Messina. And I don't know if the if the portrayal is accurate or not accurate. But uh, he comes off, like David Falk comes off like a complete a-hole. Now, Chris Messina has some hilarious scenes as David Falk. But I don't know if David Falk would be a big fan of this movie unless he embraced the fact that that's exactly how he was. Uh, I'm going to do some research into that because David Falk comes off looking like a complete a-hole in this. But really funny, though. There's some there's some hilarious scenes between David Falk and Sonny Vaccaro that are some of the funniest in the movie. Just basically profane diatribes about... Sonny attempting to get Michael Jordan, Sonny going around David to try to get to Jordan through Jordan's mom. There was just a couple of scenes in the movie that are just laugh out loud funny. And that's one of the pleasant surprises of Air, uh, that there are some laugh out loud funny moments in it. And like I said, the story is entertaining. And, and the thing, my biggest compliment I can pay the movie and any movie that does this, when you are doing a true story where pretty much everyone that's familiar with with this knows what the end is and like i said there's no spoilers here obviously we all know that michael jordan signed with nike and air jordans became the basketball brand so knowing what ended up ultimately happening the fact that the movie is still entertaining you're still you're still involved in nike's pursuit of him you're still kind of rooting for nike as the quote-unquote underdog here over converse and adidas 
to try to get his services. So the fact that the movie is successful in making you invested in those characters, providing that suspense, even though you know ultimately what's going to happen, is is a compliment to uh, the film, the acting, Ben Affleck's direction. Now, of course, Ben Affleck's directed uh, quite a few films. Uh, he's a, he's a very talented filmmaker. Uh, like I said, I've seen. Uh, of course, The Town, which is fantastic. Argo, which is good. Gone Baby Gone, which is good. Um, the uh, There was one film that he made. I forgot the name of it that didn't do very well. I did not see. I think it was a period piece. I forgot what it was called. But, you know, he's shown, obviously, his 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 skill as a director. And even as an actor here playing Film 9, you can tell he's having a great time just playing kind of that laid-back CEO. Just that that vibe is... he hit The vibe of... of, of that character that he plays in the movie is really the vibe of the whole movie. Like I said, there's a lot of humor in it. It's funny because it's such an innocuous subject matter. It's 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 funny that the movie is rated R, but it is rated R because there is a lot of language in the movie. But again, it's it's such a light, breezy telling of the story. But still, you're still, like I said, you're wrapped up kind of in the drama of how are they going to convince a 21-year-old that has no desire to to wear Nikes, thinks Nike is a clown show, that it, that they would ultimately woo him. So the, the the journey of how they make that happen is really, really well done and really well executed. And like I said, the movie is extremely funny, really, really entertaining. One of the most entertaining movies I've seen in a while. And I mean that because it's just fun. It's a fun movie to watch. And I would definitely rewatch it, and I will probably will rewatch it several times. I think it's, uh, it's really well done. Like I said, Matt Damon and Sonny Vaccaro does a great job. Uh, like I Affleck is great. Jason Bateman's always good. You've got uh, Chris Tucker in the film as well as Viola Davis, as I stated earlier. So uh, again, I would highly recommend Air. Uh, it's uh, playing on Amazon Prime now. I'm actually going to give Air out of five Van Goghs. I'm going to give it four and a half Van Goghs. I think it's a fantastic movie. It's one of the better movies I've seen this year. And that's, uh, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting... Um, anything bad and I was expecting to, to probably enjoy it but I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to I really really liked it and and, and after I watched the movie I read some of the critical notices and, and like I said it looks like pretty universally it's been it's gotten really really good reviews and I would agree with those reviews there the movie is very entertaining uh, like I said if you are into basketball if you know that, like I said me being a child of the 80s I was in the middle of that when the Air Jordans blew up and they became the shoe of choice and uh, and and what that you know that impact that it had culturally, business wise, you know, making Jordan uh, you know ultimately a billionaire and making Nike the preeminent basketball shoe uh, from the mid '80s going forward, uh, and just changed completely changed the landscape of that business. And and again, it's it's a, it's a fantastic telling of that story, and like I said, done in a light, funny uh, way, and it's like I said, really fantastic. So again, I'm gonna give. Air, directed by Ben Affleck, four and a half Van Goghs out of five. And again, you can see Air now. I think it is still playing in theaters, actually, but it is now on Amazon Prime streaming. So if you have that, you can check it out whenever you'd like. So again, Air, four and a half Van Goghs out of five. So again, you're listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. This is a podcast where I review movies, new and old. And again, I want to thank everyone that downloads the show. I really appreciate that. If you have any comments about the show, 
any suggestions about movies you'd like me to review, you can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. And also, I didn't mention it earlier, please feel free to go to the website. Every episode is there. You can download it. Uh, the uh, website is letmebendyourear.com. I encourage you to check it out if you can. And uh, you can find every episode there. Again, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get podcasts. So that includes Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, or again, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you don't know where to find it, like I said, you can uh, go to your search engine, type in Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. I'm sure it'll pop up. And uh, I appreciate all the downloads. I appreciate everybody that listens to the show. And if you want to get a hold of me, like I said, the two best ways to get a hold of me is either email bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com or really on Twitter. That's why I interact a lot. The handle there is at bendyourearpod. You can also see the video episodes there. If you just click on the likes column on the Twitter feed. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. And the show is also available on Facebook, Let Me Bend Your Ear so just check it out there. And if you could, if you are a regular listener to the show, first of all, thank you. Uh, if you can, uh, rate and review the show on whatever podcasting app you use. If you can give it five stars, that would be great. The reason I ask for that is the more ratings and reviews a show can get on a podcasting platform, uh, the higher that show will show up in search results if someone is looking for a new movie podcast. So if you can do that, I would really appreciate it. All right, again, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to sign off here now. Again, air. Directed by Ben Affleck. I'm giving four and a half Van Goghs out of five. Again, thank you everyone for listening. Take care. We will see you soon with a new episode. Take care.